If you spend your 14 year anniversary arguing whether Nessie's real or not, and she is, or if you've planned your 15th wedding anniversary to go to Atlantic City just because that's what they did in What We Do in the Shadows, because I want to be Naja when I grow up, you are in the right place. This is Strange Shenanigans. I'm Ashley. And I'm Stan. Today we're going to talk about, uh, well, I'm going to talk about, uh, Kitsune, which is Fox People. This is our special anniversary mm-hmm. edition. Yeah. Yeah. So to celebrate our anniversary with you, because I love you, I'm going to talk about weird things that have sex with humans. Because <laughs> Ash is a weird thing that has sex with humans. I do. What? <laughs> Alright, who's going first? You can go first. I'm going to go first? Okay. We're going to start with the Kitsune. There are many folklore tales and legends of spirits that shapeshift into animal forms for nefarious purposes. Usually a cruel demon or tormented soul, there are even stories of humans who optionally surrender themselves to the forces of evil for the ability to change into a ferocious terrorizing beast. <laughs> the story I want to talk to you today about is nothing like that. Not only is it not a spirit or a person who takes on an animal form, nor is it nefarious. It's an animal, namely the fox, that takes on the form of a human. Oh man, that's your dream. Right. In Japanese folklore, kitsune are foxes that possess paranormal ability that increase as they get older and wiser. According to yokai folklore, all foxes have the ability to shapeshift into human form, while some folktales speak of kitsunes employing its ability to trick others, as foxes in folklore almost always do. They're tricky little things. Others portray them as faithful guardians, friends, and even lovers. Ooh. Uh, in early Japan, foxes and humans lived together. They were everywhere. People were everywhere. Foxes were. Foxes were everywhere. People were. And they they just coexisted without a problem. They were just friends. And so it just led to all these this mythology of foxes and stuff. Or since they is just got it along, mythology? You know? Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, foxes uh, in the Edo period were seen as witch animals, often compared to as goblins. Oh, they're too cute to be goblins. Right. Um, the kitsunes are believed to possess superior intelligence, long life, and magical powers. Uh, the word kitsune is sometimes translated as fox spirit, but it's actually a broader folklore category. Because it takes on just about every small animal in Japan at some point. Um, Kitsunes are not ghosts, nor are they uh, different from regular foxes. Because uh, it's all about how long the fox has been perceived to be alive. Hmm. And the the wiser and more powerful the kitsune or fox is, the more tails he'll have. Going up to nine of them. Which is where, you know, all the, like, modern... Is that where Ninetales comes yeah, from? The, the Pokemon? Yeah, the Pokemon, yeah, exactly. Nice! So there's two types of kitsunes. The Zenko, or good foxes. They're benevolent celestial foxes associated with Inari, which is a, uh, a figure in Buddhism. Uh, and on the other hand, there's the Yakko, or field foxes. They are mischievous and even sometimes flat-out mean. Ooh, that's the one I want to be. <laughs> yeah. A 
uh, kitsu may take on a human form, an ability learned when it reaches a certain age, usually a hundred years. In some stories, it's fifty years, though. Uh, to do its to complete its uh, transformation, the fox has to put reeds, a leaf, or a skull over its head. Uh, the most common forms that a kitsune include uh, beautiful women, young girls, and elderly men. I love the spectrum there. Right? <laughs> uh, kitsunes are said to duplicate the appearance of specific people sometimes, and usually very pretty women. Uh, the common belief in medieval Japan was that any woman encountered alone, especially at night, was most likely a fox. <laughs> well, of um, course. And even, uh, they, they even had a, a, a name for the women who had similar features to a fox, which is Kitsungao, fox-faced. It refers to human f- females who have a narrow face with close-set eyes, thin eyebrows, and high cheekbones. Traditionally, these f- facial structure was considered extremely attractive in Japan and uh, attributes a lot of the stories of uh, the Kitsune. Uh, the, in, in some of the stories, which are actually in uh, medieval Japanese paintings, the, the Kitsune can't actually uh, hide its tail. It has it's the only part of it that usually doesn't go away when it changes from person to from fox to person, and so oh uh, a uh, human might catch you know a fox person uh, if the fox uh, happens to be carousing too much and gets too drunk and accidentally uh, lets it slip. <laughs> um, uh, I've seen enough modern day TV and heard enough stories from high school that clearly this is like everyone's dream right now. <laughs> um, they can also be exposed uh, by the uh, their fear or hatred of dogs. No, why would a fox hate a puppy? Because dogs attack foxes. Not my dog. Well, your dog's smaller than a fox. It doesn't count. <laughs> she is smaller than a fox. Um, so, uh, uh, one of the major stories of uh, the Kitsune are that they are servants of Inari. Kitsunes are so, uh, associated with Inari a Shinto deity of rice. The association has uh, reinforced the fox's supernatural significance. Uh, originally, kitsunes were Inari's messengers, but the line between the two is now blurred so that uh, Inari Okami may be depicted as a fox now. And uh, it's uh, it's even in the places of worship for Inari, uh, they're just covered in fox statues. Everywhere. Aww, that's so cute. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, The kitsune, the mischievous kitsune, you know, the the field foxes. That's the one I want to be when I grow Uh, up. They're they're always, they're tricksters, and uh, they usually like to play tricks on overly proud samurai, greedy merchants, and boastful commoners, while the meaner ones uh, tend to abuse tradesmen, farmers, and devout Buddhist monks. Um, the, uh, common goals of the kitsune when it's a trickster is seduction, Ooh. theft of food, totally on board so humi- far, humiliation of the prideful, and vengeance for a perceived slight. Love it. Uh, do you, do you enjoy the game Rock, Paper, Scissors? Absolutely. Well, it was derived from, from the kitsune, because, uh, 
it actually is Fox Hunter Village Hel- Headman. <laughs> so, uh, it, uh, Lizard it, Spock. So the uh, the Headman beats the Hunter, whom he outranks. The Hunter beats the Fox, whom he shoots, and the Fox beats the Headman, who he bewitches. So, what are the hand signals for that? It's the it, the 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 fist is the fox because it's its paw. Oh my gosh, is it but really? But it's pretty much the same symbols though. <laughs> Instead of scissors, I think they're together like a gun. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, Kitsnu, the other Kitsnu, uh, the romantic ones are often portrayed as lovers, usually in stories involving young human males. Uh, uh, Kitsnu may be a seductress. But these stories are, are more often romantic in nature. Typically, the young man unknowingly marries the fox, Ooh. who proves to be a devoted wife. Aww. The man eventually discovers the fox's true nature, and the fox wife is forced to leave him. In some cases, the husband wakes as if from a dream, filthy, disoriented, and far from home, and must return co- to confront his abandoned family in shame. Why can't they just stay married with nope. their little fox there, there are, though. There are many stories... Tell of fox wives bearing children, and living living ha- happily ever after. The uh, the babies that result from the kitsun uh, are said to have magical powers Ooh. and supernatural powers. Wizard babies. Which uh, w- one uh, one uh, warlord claimed was was his uh, was his power in his sons was that because his wife was a uh, kitsun. Ooh. Yes. But when uh, his eldest son eventually failed in in battle after his death, uh, the elders blamed it on his mother for being a fox lady. Of course, it's always the mom's fault. Yep, exactly. But uh, that that's about all I've got about that. But it's just there's just endless stories in there, just tons of different stuff, and it just take you down a rabbit hole of all the different things <laughs> to do with it. Rabbit hole. That's what he's gonna call it. Rabbit hole. Yep. <laughs> Not a foxhole? Not a foxhole, no. <laughs> Alright, we'll be right back with Ashley's stories of weird things that have sex with people. was created um, in Greek mythology. Minos prayed to the sea god Poseidon to send him a snow-white bull as a sign of the god's favor. Minos was to sacrifice the bull that he was sent to honor Poseidon. But, as we learn from mythology, we never listen. So, owing to the bull's beauty, he decided instead to keep him. Minos believed that the god would accept a substitute sacrifice, but he didn't. To punish Minos, Poseidon made Minos' wives, Fasifi, fall in love with the bull, as Ooh. bitches do. Fasifi had the craftsman Daedalus fashion a hollow wooden cow, which she climbed into to <laughs> mate with the bull. <laughs> bitches be crazy. Then she bore him a son. The son was Astrus 
the Minotaur. <laughs> and Pasphe nursed the Minotaur, but he grew in size and became ferocious. As the unnatural offspring of a woman and a beast, the Minotaur had no natural source of nourishment. And thus, he devoured humans for sustenance. <laughs> Minos, following advice from the oracle at Delphi, had Daedalus construct a giant labyrinth to hold the Minotaur. And they kept it in Knossos. And that is the story of our not-so-sexy Minotaur. Gross. So is that everything you dreamed of? No, it's repulsive. So, men, you gotta watch out for the ladies because they might right. see a really sexy bull and be like, that's it, that's, that's where I belong. And so they will construct a cow to <laughs> lure the bull in. Because this is how we play in these sexual encounters that elaborate. Right. And then we will then bore you a half bull, half human figure. And then you get a minotaur out of it. <laughs> Gross. Isn't it? <laughs> Our next weird thing that has sex with human is the... Succubus. Succubus is the succubus. So succubus has been around for pretty much forever. Yeah. The term was first used in the late 14th century that they saw in writing, and it was to describe a supernatural being. It's from the Latin word meaning to lie beneath. So we're not very subtle on that one. <laughs> According to folklore belief, they descended from the ancient figure of Lilith. Lilith is a subject we'll go on in a different episode because I think she gets all the bad rap. But she is claimed to be the first wife of Adam and then she left him and had sex with an angel and it was a whole thing. But that that's what they are claimed to be derived from is Lilith. In folklore belief, they can take form of a beautiful girl who may have slight deformities of her body such as bird-like claws or serpentine tails. You know, those are just, like, small flaws that you might not notice, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, in sexual activities, the folklore says that she forces men to perform cunninglingus. Cunninglingus? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, for those viewers who had to Google that, like I did, <laughs> that's oral sex. Don't Google that, folks. I did. It's oral sex. Um, per the religious beliefs, repeated sexual activity with this poor young lady can lead to your body falling apart both physically and mentally and can lead to death. Yep. Yep. Uh, India also has their own version called the Yakshini and they are attendees of the Hindu god of wealth. But they are considered to be guardians of hidden treasure in the earth. They are beautiful, voluptuous females with wide hips and narrow waists, broad shoulders, and exaggerated spherical <laughs> breasts. Yakshinis are believed to provide gratification to senses as they have extreme beauty and power to delight the body. Ooh. So I'm kind of on India's side on this one. 
But unfortunately, we're going to talk about the succubuses that are demon female lovers who approach males in their dreams to have sex. (laughs) So you can Google them and find as many weird medieval stories as you want. But I decided to take recent stories and I found two from a psychology journal from 2018. Right? They're both males. Of course. This one is an 18-year-old male, and he claimed that he had someone have sexual intercourse with him against his will. He described it as a phenomenon, and he explained that at night, when he would go to his bed, he could feel the sensation of being touched by a female whom he would describe as a good-looking woman. He would be able to feel his, quote, private parts being touched leading to erections. He claimed he did not want this experience with this beautiful woman, and it would happen against his will. He'd feel guilty about having the experience and the sexual contact with an unknown female, and he was fully convinced this was happening. He had a strong belief that it was a witch who was doing this, but could never pinpoint who the witch was. So, I know, right? Right. He, just, he didn't want to have sex with this beautiful, gorgeous woman with right? no name. Who would? I oh. know, right? <laughs> Our last one who succumbed to this young woman in recent history, because this is just a 2018 study. He was a 24-year-old male, and he was actually part of a cannabis-using psychology study. Oh, okay. So that's why it's kind of funny. So his demon wasn't so much of a demon as he claimed it was his female teacher who would constantly express her loves towards him in conversations he heard. He would hear the voice of his teacher claiming to be responsible for his arousal sensations. And he would hear her say that she was so deep in love with him and wanted to have sex with him. He (laughs) claims that he couldn't see her, but he would feel his penis being touched And he'd be unable to describe exactly how she would be doing this, but was convinced that it was this beautiful teacher who was doing this. He believed his body was under control of his teacher, who he couldn't see, and forced him to indulge in sexual activities against his will. Sounds like straight psychotics to me. (laughs) It does. It sounds like something people have Googled recently. Right? (laughs) But that was his demon. I don't know. He never said if he actually liked this teacher or not, but that she was just a gorgeous one. What else we got? Come on. We got more weird stuff. We got plenty. Good. We got some uh, sex with aliens. Ooh. Uh, no. The first case of sexual contact with aliens was in 57, 1957, by a gentleman named Antonio Bose, and he was actually from South America. And I was really excited to find this in our research because mm. every alien story I ever find is in America. Yeah. Always, like United States America. And after a while, you get kind of tired of it. Yeah. So he claimed in 1957 he was dragged inside a flying saucer and forced to have sexual intercourse with a beautiful alien woman. Oh, man. Sounds rough. I know. I love all these stories I keep finding. I was forced to have sex with a gorgeous woman. Mm -hmm. When he left, she pointed at her stomach 
at him, then at the sky. And he said that implied to him that she would have his child somewhere in outer space. <laughs> I know. Apparently in the 1980s, alien abduction researchers in the USA, quote, accepted that women are routinely abducted, impregnated, and then re-abducted a few weeks later for extraction of the fetuses. Ew. Yeah. So I guess there was some crazy studies going around. That females would have short-lived pregnancies. Mm-hmm. But as for the males that were abducted and claimed to have sex with the aliens, they said that their sperm was always extracted by mechanical means by the aliens. Ew. So, in all this research that has gone on through the UFO kind of, I don't know, groups, cults, whatever, researchers, yeah. whatever you want to call yourselves... Men get their sperm extracted. Well, I guess women are just pregnant for a couple of weeks and get re-abducted. Yeah. And that was just a trend of stories that we just accepted in the 80s. <laughs> we were like, this is just fine and it's fine. It's in all these newspapers. I don't know. My favorite is a doctor, Dr. Carla Turner. And she accused aliens of physical sexual violence on their powerless human victims. Weird. Yeah. She claimed that deception was often used by aliens to make the abductee a willing sexual partner. The alien might take the form of the abductee's spouse or disguise itself as a celebrity Mm -hmm. that the abductee was known to find attractive. Again, her name was Dr. Turner. The the perfectness involved also are disturbing to read about, such as alien pedophilia and their forcing abductees to have sex with animals. (laughs) So this doctor actually wrote and studied this and had, like, crazy-ass feelings about this. That's weird. I know. My favorite story is about Ming in China. So he's actually, uh, you, you can search him anywhere. He's a Chinese lumberjack. Chinese lumberjack. Yeah, they exist. So he actually lived on like this uh, red compound and, you know, was was a lumberjack. That was his job. In 94, he saw a metallic glint shimmer in the mountains that he lived in. He said, I thought a helicopter had crashed, so I set out to scavenge for scrap. He made it to the valley and then he said something hit me square in the forehead and knocked me out. He awoke at home and said that he had no memory of how we got there. A few nights later, he woke to find himself floating above his bed as his wife was still asleep in their bed. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Creepy. And then there was a ten-foot-tall, six-fingered alien woman with thighs coated in braided hair straddling his waist. Ooh. Yeah. Ming said he and the alien had sex for about 40 minutes. 40 minutes? That's a long time for anyone to have sex. Unwillingly, I might add. (laughs) Then she disappeared through the wall, and he floated back down to his bed. Then he left her, or she left him with a scar. It's, It's about two inches jagged mark, and he insists that it was wasn't there until after they had sex. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> and 
People have been pestering Hanvers' story for years. He says, journalists look for discrepancies in my story. And I get tired of telling it in the end. I'm just a peasant. Which kind of breaks my heart when he says that. I don't know. He said that a month after the alien visited him, he woke up to finding his body passing through a world map hanging over his bed. He levitated through the stratosphere and into a spaceship where the aliens circled him. Which is weird, right? And then they told him, in 60 years, on a distant planet, the son of a Chinese peasant will be born. Weird. I know. This all happened in 94. There's there's just headlines everywhere. Like, Huffington Post headlines is, meet the Chinese lumberjack who slept with an alien. And <laughs> Yahoo has one. And it's just, it's crazy. But this guy, after he said, you know, he had sex with an alien in 94, his life kind of got better. Because he started as having conversations with the alien that both their planets were taken over and they were forced to do things they didn't want to do. And even the aliens were like, there's no way to get out of this and it's a horrible life. And he said he had like, these open conversations with the aliens about that. That their home planet was overtaken too because he lives in communist China yeah. and is forced to be a lumberjack on this red commune he calls it yeah so once he the store got out someone gave him a house yeah so he has a new house out of the commune because he thought him and his wife would never get out yeah and then someone gave him a cow and (laughs) he was like he sold the cow and he says like in his interview with huffington post he was like cows cost a lot of feed what was i supposed to do with a cow but he (laughs) sold it for like a decent amount of money and it kind of gave him a head start in the world and then when someone caught wind of him saying he'd never be able to leave and was always just stuck, I don't know, lumberjacking in China, China, they offered him a job at a college. Oh, that's cool. So, like, his life his life has totally turned around, but unfortunately, he has to wait, you know, 60 years to see his right. alien son or daughter. Alien baby. Because it's happened in 94, so we're still waiting. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> I feel bad. Now... Would you like to have a discussion about your favorite mythical animal? Sure. Strange thing that has sex with humans. Let's hear it. The siren. Ooh, yes. Let's talk you about that. love the siren. <laughs> <laughs> so a siren is a very attractive woman who is attractive but dangerous. Sirens lure people in by their beautiful singing. There's always something wrong with them. (laughs) She's described like in the dictionary in Merriam-Webster as being a woman who sings with enchanting sweetness. And that's it though. They like, they take away the fact that a siren typically is, you know, party on top, woman on top. Yep. Business on bottom. (laughs) That's where the bird and the bird feet and the tail feathers. I think that's what Shake Your Tail Feathers is about. It is. (laughs) <laughs> but sirens are um, really the original mermaids. Yeah. When you think about it. This is true. Yeah, sirens are the original mermaid tale because mermaids, as as we know, were most likely just really lonely sailors that were having sex with manatees. <laughs> Unfortunately. You're right. But a siren, now she's trouble. She's going to have your way with you. And then eat you. Yeah. And I love that. (laughs) Also, in my research, and I know you weren't able to 
do as much as me because you were like really into this whole box thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um all all the weird creatures that have sex with humans, they're all women. They're all female creatures <laughs> having sex with humans. Weird. I know. I think it's unfair. So, aliens, you want to look up alien abduction stories. It's all females abducting the men. Always. And then our sirens. She's going to lure her sailors in with her beautiful song. Or she's going to lure the sexy vampires that are on a boat ride. And she's going to have her way (laughs) and eat you. Yeah. Then the only difference really is our, our minotaur. That's just some vengeful sex by a woman attracted to a cow who turned herself <laughs> into a cow and then had this weird deformed baby. Right. I know. So it's all it's all women attacking the men. What's up with that? Right. It's weird. It's not fair. Why aren't you guys doing any of the work? Where are the weird male mythical creatures having sex with humans and then eating us? Oh, Literally. <laughs> Nothing sexual here. Like, literally <laughs> biting our heads off when you're done. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. Is that all you got for us? Yeah. Okay, that's all we have today, everybody. Thank you for listening. This has been the Strange Shenanigans Podcast. Uh, you can find us on... You can find us on Twitter, under The Strange Shelf, and it's on Podbean, under the same name, The Strange Shelf. And find us on Patreon and Instagram under Strange Shenanigans. See you on the weird side. Have a good day, folks.